Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy sports and Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. I know we've been away for a little bit, but we're back. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. I know you listened, used to listen to uh, Mr. FSP. He's supposed to join me shortly. Hopefully he does call in. Uh, but this is the FSP show uh, where we talk about fantasy sports and politics. The number to call in is one. 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's uh one three four seven six three seven three two two zero is the place to be if you want to talk to me. That's JT on this FSP. All right. We got a great show in store for you. Uh we're gonna be talking about a, a little bit of sports that uh been going on. The NBA's been going on, but we're gonna be talking mainly today. Unless Mr. FSP comes on here and wants to change the the uh, flow of this, but we're going to be talking about the NFL and uh, the things that are going on in the NFL. Guys getting fined left and right. Uh, the um, things that are um, like I said happen in the NFL. We'll be talking about that. Uh, guys getting hurt left and right in the NFL, and, and it's affecting um, teams quite naturally. Um, I think the last time we talked, especially on the on the FSP show, uh, Ben Roethlisberger went down, and quite naturally, uh, not so much Antonio. I mean, not so much uh, Le'Veon Bell, but definitely affects Antonio Brown and his outlook. Landry Jones for now is the uh, starting quarterback. And um, anybody in the passing game, it, it affects. And uh, those teams are on a bye. So we got, uh, what, six teams on a bye this week. And uh, the teams that are on a bye, are um let me get there because I don't have them off the top of my head. I know there's Miami. I know there's uh the um 
the uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens, the uh, Los Angeles Rams, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the um, – let me get myself together here, people. I'm, I'm screwing up here. So the, the teams that are on bye, let's run them down again. Uh, they would be the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, the New York Giants, the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that's the six. Okay, so we're talking about big name players and Le'Veon Bell and uh, um, uh, 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 um, Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, who am I leaving out here? Um, uh, Jay Ajayi. Uh, those are big names that I can come off the top of my head. Okay. But this is what we got. We got teams that are uh, playing. There's only six teams that aren't. And uh, we got teams that are hurting for running backs. Uh, as in the Green Bay Packers are make, making uh, a makeshift um uh, backfield in uh, using Ty Montgomery as a, a a running back. Quite naturally, even in ESPN, even in fantasy, um, they're talking. They're using. Uh, they have him designated as a uh, running back slice, slash wide receiver or wide receiver slash running back. Yahoo hasn't done that yet. Um, on this show, we don't talk about much. We don't talk about it much on here for fantasy. We talk about winners and losers. Who's going to win the matchups and why? Now, so this is, this is how we're going to roll. All right. Start in the start like this over here. Let me bring this here. Come on, my computer's screwing up here. I won't. There we go. Won't do right by me. And uh, we're going to go like this. Bring the NFL schedule up. And for the week eight, where they play for pay, Jacksonville and Tennessee already played as usual. Uh, they played in Tennessee as usual. Blake Bortles started off like hot garbage. I told you people earlier in the season before the season started, I wasn't really confident in the um, Jacksonville team. Didn't think they were all that. I didn't believe the hype. I know they, they spent a ton of money, a free agent money that they had, on the defensive side of the ball. And was expecting 
had, well, excuse me, had high expectations. And uh, right now, that team is what two and five, two and five. Gus Bradley's got the worst winning percentage in 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 a league, and, and since it, it since he's been there for four years, three and a half, four years, whatever. And there is no improvement in sight, in my opinion. The owner had a meeting with the team. Now that that is a big is a big deal when your owner comes down from from his owner's box or his his office and, and meets with the whole team, including the coaching staff. Supposedly, they said it was positive. But it's never a positive thing when the owner gets involved in trying to find out what's going on with the team. What supposedly he asked, what can he do to make things better? Now, he's already spent a ton of money getting free agents in here to try to improve the team. And from what I've seen in the game that was played this past Thursday, Guys were pressing. I mean, they were pressing. Body language, facial expressions, the whole thing in the first half, the whole nine. They looked absolutely horrible. Quarterback overthrown, underthrown, um, whatever. He was just nowhere in sight near near his wide receivers. Now, Blake Bortles is good for this. I, I have a stat here that I got recently, like today. Recently, which did, it, it didn't surprise me. Blake Bortles career stats by quarter. First quarter, this is his whole career since he's been in the NFL. 1,598 yards and four touchdowns in the first quarter. Second quarter. 2,356 yards and 15 touchdowns. 1,912 yards and 13 touchdowns. And in the fourth quarter, 3,364 yards and 26 touchdowns. Now, quite naturally, I shouldn't say quite naturally. um, He doesn't have, I don't have the interception stats. For those, for the, each of those quarters, but before the half is over and before the game is over, he picks up his play. Now, why he doesn't do that in the first and third quarter versus the second and fourth quarter is beyond me. And because of that, in it, that uh, inconsistent play, year in and year out. Since he's been there, the Jaguars have been a perennial losing team. Perennial. Can they turn it around? Yeah, they can turn it around. They're two and five. They virtually have no shot to make the playoffs. Okay? They virtually have no shot to make the We got five losses. You can almost guarantee that you, at least you're going to get a couple more losses before the end of the season. 
at least probably three more, at least three more losses. That puts you at eight. So that means you, you, you're going to end your season at best eight and eight. At best, you're not this year in the AFC. You're not making the playoffs in eight and eight. Too many better teams that will have better records and quite naturally have beaten you will make the playoffs before the Jaguars do. So they're playing for, for pride. Let me put it that way. And they're playing to keep their jobs, including the head coach, which I don't think even if they come out eight and eight, which I can't highly doubt they will, will keep his job along with his coaching staff. I think they're all history. I think they're all history. And there's got to be serious questions about their quarterback. I know they love this quarterback, and, and but he's too inconsistent. You never know from from one quarter to the next. Uh, I shouldn't say that. You never know from one game to the next what Blake Bortles you're going to get. You know you're going to get a, a, a hot garbage Blake Bortles in the first and third quarter and a Hall of Fame Blake Bortles, Bortles in the second and fourth quarter. But but mainly in those second and fourth quarters is because you um, are play so horribly in the first quarter and the third quarter, and you're usually behind that you have to throw your way back into the game or try to throw your way back into the game. That's usually what happens. Just look at the history. I mean, I just told, told you the stats. So they played Tennessee, and Tennessee beat him 36-22, 34, whatever it is. They beat him handily. And don't pay attention to uh, the two-touchdown difference. This game wasn't even close. Garbage points, garbage score. That's what happened. So far ahead, and Tennessee pretty much let them do whatever they wanted to do. And they made it, made it look respectable, halfway respectable. But this game wasn't even close. I watched this game. It wasn't even close. Maybe for those who love Blake Bortle and had him starting because there was six quarterbacks on a bye this week, they had him starting. But for all intents and purposes, he was hot garbage. All right, let's get to some games that count here. We got a 9.30 a.m. game in uh, Wembley Stadium in London. The uh, Washington Redskins and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. If you want a home team, the Bengals are designated as the home team. Um, I I like the Bengals here. I really like the Bengals here. I think that the the, uh, – I don't know if it's going to be a shootout, um, but I like the Bengals here. I think uh, uh, Andy Dalton uh, is going to take advantage of the secondary of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And... um, Get the ball to A.J. Green and and, and, and uh, the touchdown maker and Brandon LaFell. And uh, take advantage of, um, or try to take advantage of 
uh, a Josh Norman that's coming back from um, um, well, I think he had a concussion if I'm not mistaken now Matt Jones is out Robert Kelly's going to take his place Chris Thompson's going to be the change of pace Deshaun Jackson was limited in all practices as usual and he's questionable but I think he's going to play. Jameson Crowder is also questionable, but I think he would play. And quite naturally, uh, Jordan Reed, who was in concussion protocol for the last two weeks, is listed as quest- questionable. Um, um, and because of his concussion, had limited practices, but had a full day on Friday. And uh, – We'll have to wait and see what happens. All right. So uh, I think the line is like uh, three. The over and under is like 46 and a half, somewhere around there. Uh, You know what? In my opinion, because I'm going to give you some lines here. I'm going to give you whether I think that they're going to cover. And um, I like the Cincinnati Bengals to cover. I think they're going to win by at least a touchdown in here. I know that uh, a lot of Washington Redskins, including my son, uh, who's a Washington Redskins fan, and Victor, who is a um, Skins fan, probably would go against me on this. Uh, more so Victor. I think my son is a little bit more realistic. Not a big Kirk Cousins fan. And Victor it p- puts up with Kirk Cousins because that's the best option we have right now in the quarterback position. Um, but I think he would pick up uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, not Kirk Cousins. He'd pick up the uh, Washington Redskins to win this. I don't think so. I think um, Andy Dalton's a better quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and definitely A.J. Green um, and company have um, the Cincinnati Bengals have better skill players. Um, and, and for that reason, I think that the defense of Cincinnati will um, keep Kirk Cousins busy and um, – the Bengals win the game. All right, let's go to the next one. That uh, We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one o'clock games. First one that I'm going to talk about should be a, in my opinion, this is probably going to be a shootout um, uh, for, for necessity reasons. Um, it's over, under is around 50. Um, Dwayne Allen and Chester Rogers are out. We're talking about Kansas City visiting Indianapolis, Philip Dorsett and Dante Moncrief, who's been on his shelf since week two, I think week two, week three, somewhere around there, uh, is uh, will play. Uh, the Chiefs are four and two, one and two on the road, and Indianapolis is three and four and two and one at home. Uh, like I said, this should be have a, a, a good amount of points. 
probably a close game. Uh, you know, Dante Moncrief is down back. You don't know how much of a rapport he's going to have with Andrew Luck. I really like Dante Moncrief, believe it or not, better than T.Y. Hilton in this. But most guys, when they come back from injury, um, most guys, when they come back from injury, are, uh, it takes a game, at least a game, for them to get back into the flow. So temper your expectations for Dante Moncrief. That's in my opinion. And uh, because of Kansas City got a better defense and Indianapolis has basically no defense, unbelievable people that you have a quarterback, Andrew Luck. You got it. He's probably hit more than most. I think he's hit more than any other quarterback in the league. Um, reason why he, he was out uh, a good part of last year because he was constantly getting hit and the uh, the, the hits accumulated for him to, to um, sit out a good part of the year last year. But they haven't really done anything to fix that O-line for Andrew Luck and company. Now, in my opinion, Colts have one thing going for them. Andrew Luck, wide receivers. That's what they have going for them. Now, they do have some good DBs, okay? But that's about it. And if that breaks down, they don't have a pass rush, didn't really invest in defense, um, made, a half out, now, made a somewhat of an effort to try to beef up the offensive line, which is, which is banged up. So you got Andrew Luck is trying to throw the football to win games because his defense gives up so many points, he has to throw to try to win games. You got one of the oldest running backs in the league in Frank Gore, which they really didn't do anything to get a quality back. Joe Ferguson, I wouldn't say, or Josh Ferguson, I wouldn't say is a quality back. And you got T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, and this year Dwayne Allen is is um, uh, banged up. You got Jack Doyle with no defense. Then you on the other side, you got Alex Smith going up against a defense that is so bad that any reason. Andy Reid's teams love to run the football and they have a feature back that they all-purpose back, and they have that. Uh, the passing game is sporadic at best. Sometimes Alex Smith is on target and, and can throw for three or four touchdowns, but most times it's a couple touchdowns and um, decent yardage, but not a lot. What do they like to do? They had Jamal Charles. They like to feature him in the passing game and the running game. Um, and I, and now Jamal Charles is banged up. They're going to use Spencer Ware. I like the road team to win this, possibly in a closeout, I mean, in a close one. Um, the over-under is 50. Uh, the the uh, line is three. Um I'm thinking 
it, do I want to 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 go with the line and say Kansas City is going to win by three, or do I say Kansas City stifle the, the uh, Colts enough that to beat the line? Kansas City wins by five points. Five points beats and beats the line, and it's over fifty. So I take the over, and I also take the uh, uh, the points. I would I would I would uh, take uh, Kansas City by three. I would take that because I think they're going to win by five. All right, let's move on to the next game: Oakland at Tampa Bay. Two gunslingers. In the state of Florida, Derek Carr going up against that Tampa Bay defense. Mike Evans, Cameron Brait, Jameis Winston, Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, and uh, uh, Michael Crabtree. Who wins this? I like Oakland. Over under is 49, which is a decent line. I think it's going to be over. I like the over in this. And I like Oakland to win it. Reason being, I think they have better weapons, uh, uh, more of them. Let me put it that way. I like the quarterback and the two wide receivers who are a tough cover. Now you got to pick your poison if I'm Tampa Bay. Am I going to try to stop Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree? Because if you start, if you stop one, you you ain't stopping the other. And either one of these guys can go off. Either one of these guys can go off. And then you got to sprinkle in a little bit of Latavius Murray's back there, back there and healthy now. I know that the Tampa Bay has Jack Wes Rogers, Mike Evans, Cameron Brait, uh, and, and, and company, and little Russell Shepard who's going to show himself. But I like the Oakland Raiders in this to beat the spread. And the line is Tampa by one. They like Tampa in this game. I say no way. Raiders are five and two. Uh, four uh, on the road, they're four and zero. They're undefeated on the road. Buccaneers are three and three, and zero and two at home. I like Oakland in this, without a doubt. All right, let's move on to the next one o'clock game. Uh, polar opposites meet each other here. Seattle at New Orleans. Polar opposites meet each other. Seattle got the better. Defense, New Orleans has got the better offense. Polar opposites. Over-unders is 48, which is not bad. That means that it's going to be a relatively high-scoring game. And I like the over in this. Drew Brees, crazy in New Orleans when he plays. Crazy. Seattle is 4-1-1. One, and one. That one tie was last week with uh, uh, the Cardinals. 1-1-1 one, one, one on the road. Saints are 2-4 and four and 1-2 and at home. 
And Drew Brees is absolutely crazy at home. He's never thrown for fewer than 300, excuse me, 300, three touchdowns or 376 yards in home games. And this is a home game. He's already had 17 touchdowns in three games. That's about three touchdowns a game. Just like I said, Seattle, that means Seattle's got to play some helipod defense and to stymie the offense of New Orleans. Where three teams haven't done that yet. At home. In Seattle, struggled. Arizona, the second road game. Russell Wilson hasn't looked himself since getting hurt, smacked around. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Maybe the accumulation of injuries, and also he's expecting people. His his new new wife is expecting. That has thrown him completely off. Don't know. He can't run. He's dealing with injuries. He can't. He can't. Can't run. Let me put it that way. So, the the main thing they do is run the football. You give a pass rush, you're going to stifle what Russell Wilson can do in the passing game. I like, and this may be my bad call here, but I'm I'm going with the home team. Going with the home team. I know it's Seattle's defense, but New Orleans is a different animal at home versus on the road. And Drew Brees is a different animal on at home than it than he is on the road. I like New Orleans in an upset here. So I take New Orleans and the points. I like New Orleans, without a doubt. All right, let's move on to this game, which this game really scares me, people. It scares me then it then it does it doesn't. Because if you if it goes by the trend, I should shouldn't worry. Detroit Lions, uh, who people are talking about Matthew Stafford being an MVP candidate with his play, um, with Jim Bob Cooter as the offensive coordinator, turned Matthew Stafford's career around since the later part of last season, and it continued into this season at the Houston Texans. At the Houston Texans now. One redeeming factor, I have to say this, is the Houston Texans play, and they was following the old Jacksonville adage that you play like hard garbage on the road and you play like world champions at home. The Lions are four and three on a three-game winning streak, are only one and two on the road. The Texans are four and three and four and oh at home. Yes, that's, I, I'm saying that again. They're 4-0 and oh at home. So every one they've had is at home. Every loss they had, quite naturally, is on the road. And the on-the-road losses are horrible losses, terrible losses, not even close. But, and, and the reason why this, this scares me is because they're going up against an offense that's got 
a lot of firepower. They they have uh, wide receivers in Anquan Bolden, Marvin Jones, and Golden Tate, and Eric Ebron, who's going to be healthy. And also, they're, they're running back in Theo Riddick, who's a pass-catching and can also run the football, but he's a pass-catching t- running back, who's a dynamic player in himself, along with Matthew Stafford, like I said, who's a MVP. Uh, some people, some circles are talking about him being a MVP candidate. So th- I'm saying the line here is 45. Not bad. Not, it's mid-range. It, it gives the Houston Texans two and a half points. Um, so the Houston Texans are favored by two and a half points in this game. Lamar Miller is questionable, so it may be an all, uh, he's a game time decision. Uh, and it may be a Alfred Blue show, or let me put it this way. Uh, Lamar Miller could play, and if his shoulder doesn't hold up for the whole game, Alfred Blue will take over, and quite naturally, Alfred Blue is not the same running back as Lamar Miller. And there's a question at the quarterback position with um, Brock Osweiler. So the Houston Texans are going outside first. Can't get behind this game by uh, um, any substantial amount. Um, They didn't have to rely on Brock Osweiler um, to bail them out. Now, I'm I'm telling you that um, the uh, Detroit Lions are – not a good team defending against the pass. They're better against defending against the run versus the pass. But, and that should favor the quarterback. But you got six quarterbacks on the bye. Hopefully you have an ample backup. And we'll talk about this more tomorrow uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Master Plan. Uh, that's me. Um, and uh, we'll be going through the fantasy yeses and nos and studs and duds, sleepers and waiver wire pickups, um, things like that. But this is a team that doesn't defend the pass well. I'd have to pick the Houston Texans, and I know I'm a, you can say I'm a homer, but they are a different team, meaning the Houston Texans, at home than they are on the road. Jekyll and Hyde team, especially the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback's play has has not been all that anyway, but he plays better at home than he does on the road. And I expect him to play better, especially against his opponent, at home than on the road. That's why I'm picking the Houston Texans. I think they're going to cover the spread. And the over and under, I got to believe it's going to be over 45. Got to believe it's going to be over 45. Um, Detroit's going to put some points up in order for uh, Houston to win. They have to do so also. I mean, they have to also do that. All right, let's move on to the uh, next 1 o'clock game, which is a – Probably the one, one one of the worst one o'clock games this week. In fact, I, I, from what I'm looking at, it's the worst one o'clock game this week. You guys probably know what I'm talking about already. I'm talking about the Ryan Fitzpatrick-led Jets 
versus the Josh McGowan-led Cleveland Browns. Jets are two and five. Um, one and three on the road. The Browns are winless. Winless. Last time the Jets played the Browns um, uh, was in MetLife Stadium last year, and uh, the Jets beat them 31 to 10. Okay, you got Josh McGowan going up against the Jets defense. That is absolutely horrible um, on the backside. Darrell Reeves says his body is breaking down. Why would you say that? Why would you put that out there in the public, Darrell? You can't, uh, unbelievable. They, they just seem like they have no brains. Um, you never give your opponent a, a, an edge. You can get best believe they're going to go after Darrell Reeves. Your body's break, broken down, meaning that you've got problems right now. And uh, we're going to take advantage of it. So they have Cleveland losing this game. Um, Jets are favored by three. This is the Jets. You got to believe the Jets have better players will win this. Or does the return of Josh McGowan, along with Terrell Pryor and Duke Johnson and Isaiah Crowell, and it's played in Cleveland, that the Cleveland Browns will forget their first win? Wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me. I can't go out on that ledge. I cannot go out on that ledge and make that, I wouldn't say bold prediction. But make that prediction. I'd have to say the Jets will beat the spread and quite naturally defeat the Cleveland Browns who halfway through the uh, NFL season will have lost all their games up until this point. Who's going to be the lucky one to break the streak and give at least one win to the Browns? Hard for me to believe that they're going to do go the way of the uh, Detroit Lions years back when they went over in 16, that you can't eke out one win somewhere. Ball falls your way, everything goes right, and, and you, you come out with a win. Right now, I think uh, they go down to their eighth defeat at the hands of the New York Jets. All right, one more 1 o'clock game, which should be a halfway decent game, a replay of the NFC Championship, and both these teams, unbelievably, are not where they were last year, not even close where they were last year, which is surprising. Panthers are one and five, and the Cardinals are three, three and one. Panthers in the NFC Championship last year, forty-nine to fifteen. 
Gorson Parma had a horrible day. He he was Mr. Pick City yet last 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 year. They're playing this in Carolina. Carolina's coming off a bye. Their backside defense is not what it used to be because Josh Brown. One of the reasons Josh Brown is um, in Washington now. The over under is forty eight. Carolina's favored by two and a half points. Carolina needs this in the worst way. And five. One and do you believe the Carolina Panthers are one and five when they went to the Super Bowl last year? That's unbelievable. That's mind boggling. Cam and company got to do something here. Got to try to salvage this season. You know, spoil, uh, put the Cardinals on the uh, backside of uh, of a win, um, of uh, uh, having a winning record. One five. That I mean, that you can shake. That's shake my head type of stuff. How the hell can that happen? Anyway, I like Arizona to win this. Arizona's got the best defense, the better defense. Carolina's defense is not what it used to be. Maybe they've done things to to try to fix it on on, on off the bye because they're coming off a bye. Let let's just for the Carolina fans hope so. But it's two and a half that Carolina is favored. I can't see it. I I see Arizona winning this. So take Arizona and the points. In my opinion, take Arizona and the points. In this game, we'll talk about the fantasy uh, uh, stuff tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here. Carson Palmer has only thrown two touchdowns over the last four games, and out of the seven games that played. He's only had two times that he that he's um, went over 300 yards. He had 342 yards last week in that six-six tie that ended in Seattle, but he threw no touchdowns in there. Threw no touchdowns. We'll talk about that more come Sunday morning. All right, let's move on to the two 4 o'clock games here, people. Only two 4 o'clock games. Like I said, there's six games, six teams on the bye, so we don't have as many games as we had last week. Two 4 o'clock games, one 8.30 game and, um, uh, at, uh, on Sunday night and an 8.30 game quite naturally on Monday night. So we'll go to the uh, 4 o'clock game, San Diego and Denver. Hell of a game. Last time these two teams met with Denver coming out on top. I mean, excuse me, with San, San Diego coming out on top. Uh, C.J. Anderson is um, history on injury reserve. Devontae Booker uh, will be the starter with Capri Bibbs backing him up. And uh, um, the over-under is 44. Uh, not bad. Uh, and, and it's listed that Denver by six. Well, let me put it this way. Denver's not going to win by six points. I know they're playing in Denver. I understand that. These are division rivals. 
San Diego is playing a lot better than most people think, even though San Diego had a three and four record and Denver has a, um, um, what is Denver's record? Denver record four and three. Denver's record. Hold on a minute. Denver is one, one, two, three, four, five and two. I'm sorry. Sorry, people. I had to get that right. I didn't want to make sure I wasn't giving you false information. But these two teams play each other, and believe it or not, um, are pretty close. And um, you have to f- figure this. San Diego has, definitely has the best quarterback, um, probably the best running back. Um, and all Melvin do is score touchdowns. Um, has a decent passing game. Denver, I, and their defense is not that bad. They do have a good, decent pass rush. Um, pretty weak. They're, they're relatively weak against the run. They're weak against the run. And, um, and, uh, uh, but not that pe- bad middle pack against the wide receivers in, in the passing game. On the other side, Denver is against the pass. Let me put it that way. Can be can be run on. And their quarterback is not a top-tier quarterback. So even though Denver is 5-2, and two, the Chargers were in a lot of games and lost a lot of heartbreaking games before they turned it around last a few games. So this is by six. I don't think so. You know what? I like San Diego in this game. I think they found a formula to beat Denver and I think they can do it again. They're definitely not going to lose by a six points in this game. No way. No. Now I know Phillip Rivers doesn't have good times playing Denver in Denver, but so Philip Rivers been balling out, and you know what? I'm I'm going with some underdogs this this week, as obviously as you can see, and I like San Diego in this game to sweep Denver. Yes, sweep Denver. That's what I like. Let me go one more time to another four o'clock game. This is, should be a barn burner in itself. Going to be a lot of points in this one. Uh, there's going to be a lot of points in this one. Got two prolific um, quarterbacks, and the over/under is uh, 53. That means it's going to be a high-scoring game. Scoring game. Talking about Green Bay visiting the Atlanta Falcons. You think uh, Aaron Rodgers and company have uh, found some type of formula? Someone pointed out to me that the Chicago Bears were stifling. The, the Chicago Bears were stifling um, the um, Green Bay Packers until the Green Bay Packers, uh, excuse me, the the, 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 the Chicago Bears were stifling the Green Bay Packers until the Chicago Bears defense got tired uh, in the latter part of that game. And that's when Aaron Rodgers started racking up points. Uh, I mean, the team started racking up points and moving the football effectively. 
But I think they found a formula. Ty Montgomery, uh, wide receiver slash running back. Um, and, and then uh, used uh, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, and unfortunately, lesser part, Jordy Nelson as uh, wideouts and, and spread and, and, and no huddle. And I think that they think they found a, a formula. And uh, I think that's what we're going to do. So Aaron Rodgers do the over 50 times last last uh, last week, and he's probably going to try try to do that again this week. So we're probably going to have to do it because he got Matt Ryan, who's a MVP candidate in in some circles, hooking up with Julio Jones and company, and along with Don Devontae Freeman, they're going to rack up points. They're in Atlanta at their home digs. The Packers are four and two and one and one on the road. The Falcons are four and three, and I know they're one and two at home, but this is going to be a very competitive game, and it could go either way. Atlanta's by three, and they are on a two-game losing streak. You know what? I'm going to another underdog. I'm going to Green Bay. Atlanta, this is one of the things Atlanta does. Start off like a house of fire and then peter out. I got a guy that calls in um, Nas from Atlanta that he he wasn't convinced. He, he, when they were running hot, he said, wait and see. I have to wait and see because I've seen this picture before. And, and, and he, the repeat performance is, is, is in my opinion, Looks like it's coming right now because they're in a two-game losing streak right now, meaning Atlanta. Going up against the Packers, I know that's home, and I know they're one and two at home. And over the last few years, they haven't been good, um, haven't been as good at, at home. And I got to believe the Packers are want to get on some type of roll here. Packers are have five road games in the last in the next five weeks. This is the this is the start of it. So they they need to start start off on a positive note and I gotta believe that they're gonna um beat the spread, which is by Atlanta by three, and walk away with a win. So I like I like the pack. All right. Eight thirty game, another prime time game, big rivalry, uh and and, and you, you got to anybody's got a pulse and, and, and enjoy good football and want to see, see uh, um, two young up and coming players, few up and coming players in here and see what they can do against each other. This is, let me, let me see if I can frame this for you. NFC East matchup. Okay. NFC East matchup. Philadelphia Philly, excuse me, Philly, Philadelphia Eagles, who are four and two, one and two on the road, go visit the five and one Cowboys on a five game winning streak. Um, and these, like I said, these are division rivals. These teams do not like each other, and the fans despise each other's each other's fans. This is this is a long-standing rivalry in the NFC East. 
And these are the only two NFC East teams. Um, I shouldn't. I, no, this is two of, of three NFC East teams playing this week. And th- these two are playing each other. Last season, the Cowboys won in Philly. 20 to 10, and the Eagles beat Dallas 33 to 7 in Dallas. Now, and I'm not finished framing this, now you got one of the best running backs, a rookie, and, and a contender, a strong contender for rookie of the year in Ezekiel Elliott, and his, his, his uh, rookie mate in the backfield is Dak. Prescott, who's been balling out, got a five and one record to this to this day. Five and one record. No one expected him. To, he came out of nowhere. I just read a story about how the Cowboys came to get Dak Prescott and all the evaluated, so-called uh, professional expert evaluators thought about Dak Prescott. And how much the Cowboys really got into uh, uh, and must have been impressed and really delved into Dak Prescott to to see if if this is what they wanted. And got a steal in the fourth round, without a doubt. Steal in the fourth round. Playing with a chip on his shoulder and playing lights out. Got the respect of the veterans. Des Bryant is coming back. First game back from injury. Playing at home versus their heated rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, and Carson Wentz. The other rookie, the second pick in the first round of the draft. This is exciting. I I, I can't wait to, to watch this. Two rookie quarterbacks, one was the second pick in, in 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 the first round. The other one was a was a fourth round pick. Playing lights out, both of them playing lights out for the team. Four and two Eagles, led by Carson Wentz, a rookie, versus the five and one Cowboys, who are on a five game winning streak, led by Dak Prescott. With Dez Bryant coming back. Dallas is favored by four and a half. Over and under is 43 and a half. I like Dallas in this game. To cover. To cover. Okay. All right, we got one more game on the, uh, on the menu here. And it's the Minnesota Vikings, who got thoroughly schooled last week against the Philadelphia Eagles against the now Jay Cutler led Chicago Bears. Oh boy. Jay Cutler's been out for a lot for a while. Now he's coming back. First game back he's going against one of the best defenses in the league. The only redeeming factor he's playing at home. That's the only redeeming factor he's playing at home. There is there's really not too much to say about this. Uh, Sam Bradford got exposed by the Eagles last week. And I think Minnesota 
is going to return the favor to Jay Cutler this week. Minnesota's favored by five and a half. The over-under is 41. Take the under and take Minnesota to cover. That's all I got to say about that. All right, people. Mr. FSP, Quentin Ashley, didn't show up, which is fine. Uh, but I ran down the games completely that I could. Um, hopefully, uh, I gave you some good info that will help you decide whether you want to take one team versus the other if you're up in the air, and also with the over and under. That being said, tune in next week. Same time, same bat station, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday afternoon, where uh, Victor and I, hopefully he'll be back next week, will be the FSP show. And like I said, tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, yours truly will be on the master plan. Duds, sleepers, and waiver wire pickups. For the for the next for next week. Hopefully you've been listening to to what I've have to say, and hopefully it's been helping you win your weekly matchups, and also pick up guys that up the waiver wire um, that can help you win your weekly matchups. And that ultimate uh, um, that ultimate goal to get to the playoffs, because once you're in the dance. It's up to you how far you want it, how far you can take it. You just got to have a chance. That's all you need. You just get in the playoffs. That being said, enjoy the rest of the weekend, and uh, good luck in your fan, in, in your um, in your betting, and good luck in your matchups. See ya. Fantasy sports and politics. You want to talk smack? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know what God's mind. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.